you come up against a team like South Korea who was naturally going to attack with their um, quality, and there's actually more opportunities for Australia to, to get on the ball and create opportunities, which they did. So they actually played better against better teams. Uh, yeah, we've been a bit aggressive in the tackle. Aiden O'Neill goes off late in the game. That's probably frustration as he feels as though it's slipping away from the Socceroos. To be honest, I think we defended pretty well throughout the tournament. Um, only a couple of goals conceded. Harry Suter led the way again. Matt Ryan, the, the captain, was fantastic overall. Um, we just lack a little bit of magic in attack. Um, but on another day, Mitch Duke, who scored at the World Cup, probably takes one of those chances. It's tournament football. It's cutthroat. When you come up against a side like South Korea with, with quality, even if they're not playing at their best right now, um, they can still take advantage of situations. Australia failed to do that, unfortunately. How many times do you reckon Mitch Duke would have replayed that header that he just slid past the far post overnight? <sighs> the problem is, mate, I spoke to him last year and he said he's been replaying his goal from the World Cup <laughs> over and over again. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that's how sport works, though, but Like, you know, you think you've got it sorted out, you're happy, you're etched yourself into Australian football folklore with his goal against Tunisia and his performances at the World Cup, and it changes just like that. And now Mitch Duke goes through the pitfalls of, uh, of top-level sport where, you know, you think, how did I miss that? And there was the other opportunity where a volley spilled to him and he needed a bit more composure to put it away. Mm. Yeah, and that'll burn him. It'll burn him. But, you know, he's just a heart and soul competitor for Australia. And, uh, you know, he's not Mark Paducah. He's not Harry Kiel. We know that. But I think over the last couple of years, He's led the line with the plum, and he deserves a lot more credit than criticism. In fairness, and as you mentioned a moment ago, they did get beaten by a world-class finish in the end, didn't they? Yeah, and there's, you know, they got two players in their attacking lineup. South Korea. Human Son, who scored, I think, 11 goals for Spurs for the season under Ange Postecoglou, who's their captain, and Hwang Hee Chan from Wolves, who scored 10 goals in the Premier League as well. I mean, that's what you're dealing with, along with several other quality players in their team. We don't have that level of quality, but you know, we had them on the back foot mm. and we had them on toast. Unfortunately though, players like that will know they can create something out of nothing. And Son did that, sticks away the penalty. And then um, his free kick was excellent as well. Oh. Could Matt Ryan have done a little bit better potentially, but you know, it was he some hit, beautifully yeah, too. It was some hit. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, the one that got away as they say. Now, Gabby, it wasn't all doom and gloom, but the uh, Matildas are going nicely and the Socceroos probably just wanted to emulate that because it, it's helping, helps with finances and, and just promotion of the game nationwide, doesn't it? And national teams are, to be honest, flying the flag for Australian football on the whole at the moment. You know, they've mm. both been excellent in the last 18 months or so and, you know, we know the A-League's got issues. Um, you know, Perth, <laughs> is uh, at the forefront of that, obviously. But as I said before, they are managing to deal with that as well as they possibly can on the field, which I hope the WA sporting public is recognising and, uh, and getting behind because Alan Stachich and, and Adam Taggart and his team are doing a wonderful job considering all that's going on. But there are big issues in the competition at the moment and there, and there will be for a little while. Thank the heavens for the Socceroos over the last couple of years and the Matildas, of course, for what they've done. For the game, and uh, yeah, when they're up and going, the Socceroos, when the Matildas are up and going, we see the power of the sport in this country because it's fragmented in so many different parts. Grassroots level, those who love the Premier League, which are plentiful, of course, those who follow other leagues in Europe and get behind World Cups and so on. When our national teams get together, it brings it all together as one, and it's such a powerful force. And yeah, they've brought that to the fore in the last couple of years. What's next on the plate for the Socceroos now in the future? Well, World Cup qualifiers continue, so it's uh, moving ahead to the 2026 World Cup. It's still in uh, stage one, but they take on Lebanon in Sydney on March the 21st. So 
Yeah, Graham Arnold's got to pick up the pieces from here. He, he will face criticism, even though they came up against South Korea and they had chances. A quarterfinal exit. It's the second Asian Cup quarterfinal exit since he's been national team coach. We want better than that. Um, so he'll, he'll have to face some criticism. He loses a little bit of currency, uh, considering what he did at the World Cup as a result. But he's still got some credit in the bank. And uh, the players clearly still play for him. And hopefully they can uh, push ahead to the 2026 World Cup and... Uh, yeah, we can have a big tournament there, but the qualifying process, as we know, is always tricky, and uh, they'll have to get back to the drawing board in that sense. Garby, before we let you go, you've always got your finger on the pulse with the Swans and the Giants. What's the, <laughs> the progress of those two? I, I, I just, I don't know. Look, it's always very hard. Crystal balling's a shocking thing to mm. be doing or trying to do at this time of the year. But I, I look at the Swans. I reckon they've improved their list, but their draw's pretty hard. It is. Um, I think the Giants have been given a soft draw. I think the AFL is trying to look after them. They want crowds to be listed in GWS. They know they're in the premiership window and they've set them up nicely to start the season. Swans a little bit trickier, but I think the big question mark on the Swans is whether Logan McDonald stands up or a Hayden McLean or Joel Amati. And McDonald's the main one, of course, in early draft pick, pick four, I'm pretty sure. Um, the boy from Bustleton, I think, uh, your neck of the woods, but you know, he's got all the talent in the world. Uh, he, he, whether it all comes together now that Lance has departed, I don't want to put all the pressure on the Swans on him, but if he stands up and becomes a premier key forward in the competition with help from McLean and Amati, for mine, the Swans will figure prominently in premiership discussions. If he doesn't, then they've got an obvious weakness if McLean or Amati can't go with him. Still got Papali, still got Heaney, you can have big seasons, but you need, as you know, that big key forward. So that's going to be the interesting one. Um, the Giants have got all the ingredients. The only concern on them, of course, is uh, whether they're second season blues under Adam Kingsley. I don't see it happening. They're an incredibly driven group. The core is still so experienced and they've got an excellent culture. Um, you know, Jesse Hogan obviously burdens a lot of the, uh, the workload as the key forward, but They've got a number one draft pick in Aaron Cadman coming through as well. So they are well-stocked everywhere. I think the Giants, it'll be no surprise to me if they're, they're in the grand final. Born in beautiful Bunbury, Logan McDonald. Uh, so we love him, no doubt about Bunbury, that. Bunbury, sorry. I knew, I knew it was one of the bees in that part of the world. Sorry. And, I, and I, think, uh, I think he's a bit like Cameron Green. I reckon he's that big leggy cult who might just explode at some point. Yeah, he could well do. And, uh, you know, he's always performed better statistically when Buddy Franklin's been out of the side. And you know, I know Buddy was injured a fair bit last year, but they didn't mould the forward line around Logan McDonald. They were so Buddy conscious, even when his form was slipping away. I think a full preseason where he's the target man, with McLean, who I think is a very good player, and Amadi, who has talent, have got the potential to build something really special there. But it's a big if, and they're going, they've gone all in. I mean, I've spoken to people there. They are all in on winning a premiership in the next couple of years. They've got the young talent. They've obviously recruited with Grundy and Adams and others to, uh, to try and do it. So, yeah, it's chips in at the table for the Swans. That's going to be an interesting watch. Hey, Gabby, thanks for your time tonight. Good calling, and we thank you for your time in uh, talking to us about the Socceroos. Thanks, boys. All the best.